Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. You know, you seem to have an ordinary day or a bunch of ordinary days, and that turns into weeks, and then that can turn into months, and then all of a sudden you think, hmm, that summer went by pretty fast. I run into my friend Mark Senius in the hallways from time to time. He's the chair of the Department of Communication. More than that, Mark is a radio veteran. He's worked in uh, radio for over 20 years before joining the University of Northwestern. As a teacher and professor, he worked at eight different radio stations in four major markets. And talk about great locations. How about mm, San Diego? Okay. Seattle? Mm, nice. Sacramento and the Twin Cities. And I'm so glad to have him in studio with me today for the hour. We're going to normally have the Sunburnt series with Peter Kapsner, but Peter is not available today. So we're going to talk to Mark and we're going to find out about life and how life is going. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about his trip to Africa. That's yeah. what's on the plate. A lot of topics. I'll be the stunt Mark. Peter today. <laughs> the stunt. Yeah, I like that a lot. Stunt Pete. Yeah. So you were telling me about your story when you went to Africa, and I'd love for you to, to tell everybody about the amazing work that is going on over there and how tithing from Northwestern made a big difference to a lot of radio stations. Yeah, so Northwestern Media, every time we do a share, so Faith Radio, part of Northwestern Media, we, there's a tithe that goes out, and we really want to look for other ministries that are doing the work of the Lord and, you know, just um, being able to proclaim Christ, right? I mean, we're here to um, help people see Jesus and taste and see that he's good. And so, and we want to help other ministries throughout the world be able to do that. And so this uh, past year, we, uh, our tithe was to Daystar University, which is in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya. And it's a really cool college that is, you know, has a whole bunch of different majors, but they have a communication department there. And so um, they have these studios that are just sitting empty. And so like, what if we went and you know, filled them up and put in the radio equipment there so the students there can continue to do great work. Uh, and it's a pretty amazing university because most of the students in Kenya that go to Daystar are now working for uh, different organizations, different media organizations. Uh, ran into one of my students who actually came from Daystar University and then spent a semester here at Northwestern. And now he's like the PR guy for the UN in mm-hmm. Kenya. How cool is that, right? And then you have all these anchors that are doing the news on TV there, and it's like, oh, that's a Daystar graduate, and that's a Daystar graduate. And we visited some radio stations when we were there to some Daystar graduates that are doing Christian radio more on a professional level, not at the student level there. So so it's really cool, this opportunity to do that. So that's what we were doing in Kenya, and I mean, it was mind-blowingly really good. But getting there was hard. <laughs> I mean, getting out of your home right. here in the Twin Cities to the airport, you've got a story which I, you say it's amazing, right? Well, so we're, we're, it was a Monday. We were going to leave on a Monday. And so there was 
uh, five of us or six of us that were going to go. And so one person from Daystar University, and then there were five of us from Northwestern Media. And so it's like, all right, so we have to get our COVID test 96 hours ahead of time. So, and they're also eight or nine hours ahead of us. So you have to kind of, you have to do math. And, you know, we're communication people. <laughs> so we're like, had to figure it out. But mercifully, the business guy was with us, Scott. So um, he figured out when we should get our test. And so we could have gone kind of later on a Friday, but uh, like five o'clock or something. And well, let's just do it Saturday morning. So that's what we do. And so we're all piling and we go down to the airport and get our, you know, had to spit for like 45 minutes, you know, to get enough <laughs> saliva into the little tube there. It wasn't quite that long. I throw in a lot of hyperbole. I love that. I love that so, about you, Mark. And anyway, so we all, we do that. And then we, um, you know, wait for our test results. And so two people out of the six get theirs on Sunday, midday. And so I'm waiting. It's one o'clock, two o'clock, still nothing. Three o'clock, four o'clock. So there's four of us that are just waiting. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten, eleven. Go to bed. Wake up the next morning. Still no test. We're supposed to meet here at the station at eight o'clock in the morning, and still no test. But we're loading up bags now. There's six of us, and we have eight studios worth of equipment. Just guess how many bags that we had to load up into my truck and the uh, other truck. So I'm going to say four. Four? Yeah, yeah a little more than four. <laughs> but 27 bags. 27 bags. And then all of our other gear that we're carrying with us as well. And so we, we were like, what are we going to do? So, well, we got to go do the rapid test somewhere. So we make a phone call and figure out where that's going to go. So we drive over there and... There's like nobody there, and but there's a there's a clinic that's right there, but it's for a medical facility. So we kind of go in and like, um, where's like the COVID rapid COVID test? They're like, yeah, there's like, um, well, there's a note on the wall over there. <laughs> note on the wall. So you go out and you go out this little you know uh, vestibule, and you know this hand, basically a handwritten note. If you need a COVID test, you know call this number, as if we were going to do some sort of drug deal, right? You know, wait for the X on the mailbox or something. <laughs> wait for the drop, and so we kind of call that number and get a message, and so we wait a few minutes and don't hear anything back, and so. Like, what are we going to do? And so we go back into the clinic, and we're kind of pacing around. And it's like, is there a way we can get a message to that person? Because we're, you know, it's it's like 930 now. And, well, we, you know, our flight leaves at 1250. We'd like to get going. <laughs> and so we uh we basically wait a little bit more and the person that was at the uh the clinic walks goes into the back somewhere just disappears and then kind of comes back out yeah they'll give you a call in a couple minutes meanwhile we're kind of pacing in the lobby and then she says and would you guys mind sitting down for a little bit you're kind of making me nervous <laughs> <laughs> oh my and so we wait a few more minutes, five minutes, and it's like no phone call yet. So it's like, okay, we got to go somewhere else. And so we'll figure out where we're going to go. And so one of the other guys uh, was coming up from uh, south of the airport we were leaving. And was he's like, hey, I got my test over here. So like, okay, well, let's drive 20 minutes in away from the airport. Um, Golden Valley, for those of you who are familiar with where we are. And... 
so we drive over there um, in this caravan with, you know, 28 bags <laughs> everywhere <laughs> and f- flying down the freeway. And we get there and everybody gets swabbed. And so it's, it's a half hour we have to wait for each test. So I get I'm I was I got swabbed first, but then we have three other guys that are gonna get it, and so it's like, well, so that's an hour and a half we have to wait. Serious? Before, yeah. My anxiety right now is through the roof. Oh my gosh! And we're just are you kidding you know, me? You're leaving for Africa in like hours. Right. It's so I get my test. If, if, if I finally get my test at nine fifty. Plane leaves at twelve fifty. Right. And so. Um, and then everybody else gets tested. So we're off to the airport. We get there. Twenty seven bags offload them thanks for the ride everybody and we take you know we carts and just with this you know this bag patrol that is you know trying to get to the airport and we go up to the first gate and the guy looks at us he, his face loses color <laughs> <laughs> and just uh i can't do that here sir and it's like well can we go down um you know can, where can we go, can i go downstairs below because well i do have sky priority <laughs> i'm gonna throw the sky priority line out there and and so um, he's like, yeah, you can go down there. So I, I run down there um, and check with them. Is it okay? It's like, yeah, it's fine. And so, okay. So we go down there. We have all these bags. And so we get to the, get to the counter. And then the counter person is there. Is like, ah, oh, this is just supposed to be for like two or three bags. It's a speedy thing. And it's like, well, is this sky priority or not? <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess it is. It's like, so you want me to go, you want me to go way over there with all these bags? Our plane leaves at 1250. It would be really great. And and then I will say that the agent was terrific. The Delta, I mean, she was really wonderful. And um, and so she's like, well, let's let's check you in. All right, what's your name? All right, here's my name. Um, do you have your COVID test? No, <laughs> I'm still waiting. Does anybody in your party have a COVID test? Yes, we've got two. So they start checking in. And anyway, so it's becomes this process. So I now. It, 10 20 right so i get mine so i'm very excited and so then i get my bags loaded and so we're still waiting meanwhile everybody's you know you do that swipe thing to review and so everybody's just kind of like waving at their phone trying to get it to refresh (laughs) so that they get their next email with the you know negative test and so we do that so it's an hour and a half that we're doing this of just you know figuring out luggage and checking things in and um paying a few fees and things and then uh so finally at 11:20 we get the final test in and it's crazy so uh we we figure we're home free now uh I think we'll make it and then they say uh-oh uh-oh well you've got this last bag here that's kind of 77 pounds and Kenya won't take anything more than 70 pounds. It's like, well, what are we going to do? And so we had one other bag that was at 60, like 62. And this is 70. So it was like, so we open up, so we're in the airport opening up the box. There comes the math again. (laughs) More math. And so like, well, this, you know, we take this out. Is this going to, you know, it's like how many socks can we, you know, (laughs) it weighs eight pounds. And so we figure that out. And so we, um, we just take some stuff and we have it. So each bag now weighs 69 and a half pounds. So we're right there. So we, you know, we've got, we're all, you know, with duct tape and packing tape on the floor of the airport and just, it was nuts. So then we, uh, we finally 
got everything ready and then wandered off to the airport, went through security, no problem. And I think we got there at 10 after 12, and the plane boarded at 12.15. And then, so we got on the plane, then at 12.35, I got the test from Saturday at 12.35. <laughs> so I have two negative tests. I'm ready to go to Kenya, and off we go. Oh. So, But that was you know, that was really the only drama that we had, you know, the entire time, because the rest of the time was amazing. Um and I can tell you more. I don't. Do we need to take a break? I just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can tell we're with a radio pro. Do we have to take a break? Is it time to take a break? So I was like, well, that to- that story took a little longer. Than, but you know, you're like, you know, hey. Well, yeah. My anxiety level is so high right now. Oh, I mean, wait to hear the rest of it. There's more. Oh yeah. But okay. it's not. It's all the drama. Okay. Good. Over, good. Mark Senius is my guest, and his name, his last name, is spelled just the way it sounds. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. It rhymes with genius. Mark Senius rhymes yeah. with genius. But I'm. Pretty sure you figured out by now that it it just rhymes. It just rhymes, yeah. yeah just totally very rhymes. very strange spelling. S e i g n i o u s. Yeah, I don't know how he got senius out of that. I don't, neither do I. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit of an eye chart. Yeah, I know it is. He is the uh, chair of the communications department here at the University of Northwestern. We're going to continue to talk about life, music, food, movies, all kinds of fun stuff. We'll be right back. is my guest. He's the chair of the Department of Communication right here at the University of Northwestern. And Mark has been a 20-year radio veteran. He has uh, been in four different major markets. Really cool places, San Diego, Seattle, Sacramento, and the Twin Cities. And I'm loving the story, Mark, about your trip to the airport. <laughs> Usually you hear about a person's trip, not the trip to the airport. <laughs> the trip to the airport was epic. Yes. Know, trying to get our COVID tests in time and rapid tests and but it all worked out, and we got on the plane, and then it was, uh, I think it was like 25 total hours um, of being on a plane or an airport wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did have, it was, you know, nice you get to eat and kind of take it off for a little bit. In Amsterdam, they have like a little lounge area you can go into, and there's a balcony. And so you can kind of go out, like go outside. So nice. that was really nice. A little fresh air. Some Doesn't fresh hurt. air. It was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, that's like the cleanest airport I've ever been in. Ever Amsterdam Amsterdam's amazing. I mean, it's it's in a you feel like you're in a little Lego building. Yeah, <laughs> it is a beautiful airport. I've yeah. been there a couple of times, but usually you're just so tired when you're yeah. there. Nothing matters. <laughs> it, it looks like that looks like Gouda cheese. <laughs> well, it is. Okay, <laughs> I'd like some more, please. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, our, the main goal of this trip to Kenya was part of a tithe for Northwestern Media. And we were going to build eight radio studios. And one of the big goals, at least for us uh, on the Northwestern team, was that we really wanted to make sure that the Daystar staff really understood um, the equipment that was going in. It's a little change in technology. And so um, everything foundationally the same, but just works just a little bit different. And so our big prayer is that the Lord would would come and that it would... that. 
that they would really take ownership and understand. And so, um, so our team built the first two studios and they kind of watched. And then the next six studios they put together by themselves. I mean, we kind of looked over and, but they just really took hold of it. And, you know, it was just, it was so fun. Um, just, uh, what a great team. And there was this one girl, Beth, and man, she was just in there in the studio, down on hands and knees, and just put, plugging everything together. And really, uh, we called it the when she was done. It was the Beth Studio, right? Mm. <laughs> Not the best studio, but the <clears throat> Beth Studio. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really a delight to just see how much care and love, and the, I mean, the relationships that were built there were um, spectacular with all the you know administrative faculty that was there, plus some students that were in there trying to to learn some things, and they have their little. Radio station there, and so, uh, but they did you know all of this work, yeah. and um, and so we just kind of you know guided them somewhat, and then the day we were leaving, we get this message that the radio station uh, board um, broke down. It like there was some sort of glitch in the system, and so it was not working, and so they uh, put it all back together uh, and got it working from scratch so they did rebuilt the thing and it was amazing so just it was just you know the whole you could just see the lord at work the entire time we were there just in the way that the relationships were and just the camaraderie where you feel like you just pick up where you leave off um great prayer great conversation a lot of laughter um working hard and i mean it was it was really cool laying laying some foundations so that we can continue to do some work with daystar university uh in the future and so and it's all possible from our listeners that um, that really you know believe in what we're doing, and so that we can you know share the love of Christ to others, and um, and so now the 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 money that comes in here is now uh, able to help uh, Daystar University do the same thing we're doing, but now it's across the world. Um, one other quick story: my one of my best friends was shutting down his company, kind of right before COVID. Uh, he shut down his company. It was brutal. It was hard, and then, but it was a gift that he shut it down before because if he tried to do it after, it would have been insane. But he had this. He had three servers that he sold to us at a reduced rate, and so he's like, "What am I going to do with these?" And so, like, well, what if we buy them and we take them to Daystar University in Kenya? And one of the goals at Daystar was we really would love to have a server where students can then, you know, work in this studio and, and then be able to finish it up in another studio. And they have cam- a couple of campuses that are about 20 miles apart. And uh, so we were able to put that server, you know, from here, uh, the Twin Cities area, and all the way over in, at Daystar University so that it's, you know, helping them do the work that they need to do for students and their academic It's a great, stuff. great story. It's so cool? encouraging. Yeah, it's yeah, super it's cool. It's cool stuff. So, yeah. yeah, Daystar University is amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just really fun working with them and, yeah. and putting that all together. So whenever you run into friends, usually chat about, you know, life stuff. Uh, you might say, you know, what's going on? Talk to me about what you're listening to, what books you're reading, right. what, what restaurants you've tried, uh, <laughs> what music do you like? You know, I right. think it's all good stuff. Yeah. So, what, what, which categories would you well, like? What, what, you, Alex, what would you like me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like obscure musical let's, facts for 50, Alex. L- let's go with uh, music for 500. Oh, and, that'd be good. Yeah. 
So, well, I mean, one of my favorite artists of all time was just in the Twin Cities this uh, past weekend, Andrew Peterson. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not familiar with his music, uh, he is uh, a terrific songwriter um, and really um, just some really amazing lyrics. Um, he's probably most famous for his Behold the Lamb of God uh, Christmas album. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of his top sellers. And then he's got a couple of uh, albums that are based on the Easter story. He released Resurrection Letters. Um, volume 2 in 2008, and then he did uh, Resurrection Letter Volume 1, and he released that in 2018. I've always, he's a um, pretty funny guy. And then he's also uh, the author of the Wingfeather Saga books, uh, they're kind of a children's sort of fantasy novel series. So. Yeah. But well, we've got a surprise for you, Mark oh. We've got Andrew in the room next door to us. Well, cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we've awesome. We've got a clip of his music, though. Oh, you yeah. got everyone interested. Now let's hear it. Yeah. the end here at this grave This is just a hole that someone made Every hole was made to fill and every heart can feel it still Our nature hates a vacuum This is not the hardest part is just the seed that has to fall all our lives we till the ground until we lay our sorrows down and watch the sky for rain well that's got a nice tone to it oh yeah so that's a song uh called more that uh he wrote with uh uh, singer-songwriter um, Pierce Pettis, and uh, it's really just a song about death and, you know, when somebody dies that, you know, as someone is a believer, there's more. Mm -hmm. There's more than meets this place. There's more than um, than what is actually happening here. I mean, there's a resurrection that is happening, you know, for a person who's a believer. Yeah. And so there's, we do have this great hope. You know, we grieve, but we do not grieve as those without hope. And so it's a really cool song sort of based on on that yeah. um, sort of concept. So well, you're, you're a connoisseur of uh, music, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about food as well and uh, maybe movies. So this is going to be... Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Love culture. Yeah. Love, you know, you're a big Being fan. in the culture, just not of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yes. And food, you know, there's, there's nothing more wonderful that gives God glory um, more than things that are edible. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a wonderful thing that yeah. is, you know, and how bit. critical it is for us to be around a table enjoying food together. Absolutely, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. hospitality, and it's really where a lot of great Christian ideas come from. Is just being in fellowship with each other. Absolutely, that's a great idea. We should do that. Right? Let's do it. Let's yeah. chow down. It's dinner time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm hungry already. Let's take a break. I come back more with uh, Mark Senius. He's the chair of communications right here at the University of Northwestern. And if you uh, ever come here and become part of that department, you will love his teaching. Um, he's a great guy and very funny, and I was, always love running into him in the hallway, and I, I always say, Mark, you got to come into my show. And he always says, yeah, sometime. Yeah, someday. Yeah. And today is someday. Yeah, hey. today is someday. So hey. let's take advantage yeah, well, of this day, this day this Lord, the Lord has made, and when we come back, lots more with Mark Senior. Be right back.
going to be talking about what's for dinner a little bit later with Mark Senius, my guest. He's a uh, uh, chair department here at the University of Northwestern in communication. He's also a 20-year uh, radio vet, and you can tell by his presence on the show that you are a true pro. You know, when you're hungry, there's nothing like the great taste of food. And yes, we'll be, we'll be talking about food coming up in about 15 minutes right here on this radio program. See what I mean? Bill? <laughs> oh, Aren't you glad people don't really talk like that? I know. That? It's, it's highly entertaining, like, though, to me. It's like there's this uvula that's just kind of like extending beyond my tongue. <laughs> But, Mark, you're an expert at culture, and I, I use that word. I yeah. don't know what it means. but an Expert, I think, is what you use loosely. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, uh, I don't have tons of knowledge of Christian music today, and I know that you've got a whole bunch of songs that you love, and what's, uh, what's another one? Yeah, there's a wealth of, of Christian music beyond the radio. And, you know, radio definitely has its place, and there's a lot of really great music that you listen to. It's very worshipful, very meaningful, and just cuts you down to the very marrow of your bone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a really vibrant uh, Christian music artist industry that, um, you know, don't necessarily make it on the radio, but are songs that may not be worship songs, but they are worshipful. And they're more like kind of modern-day psalms that um, really kind of um, really address, you know, where that artist might be. Um, and right now, the, the album that just came out, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it came out maybe about two or three weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. But um, it's Ellie Holcomb's new album called Canyon. And it just really is about, um, she went to the Grand Canyon for the first time and was completely blown away. And she just didn't realize that, you know, how you know, the, how big the Grand Canyon is. And if you've been there, you know, it's just, it cuts really, really deep. And so, um, so they hiked all the way down to the bottom and raft there and spent the night. And basically what they were, you know, experiencing was just this, you know, you'd have these hard canyon walls that are created by disaster, right? I mean, it's just, it's rivers and, you know, it's just all of this, you know, cut through and whatever, however many years that is. And so, um, but at the bottom, there is this river and it's this refreshing river and it just paints a picture of life sometimes that just, there's hard times in life. And, but there's a river, there is refreshment, there is Jesus, you know, at, at the core of it. And so just the, just a little bit of a lyric here. So the shape of your love is a mystery. The shape of your love is falling rain. There in my deepest ache, you're whispering that the cracks of my broken heart will let you in. There's a river running through my deepest sorrow. There's a river running through my deepest pain. There's a river running through every dream that never came true, and it made me a canyon. Wow. And and so wow yeah and so you just have this deep picture of the love of God who's this river it's like yes there's been pain but there's refreshment in the bottom of this you know this pit and he's the one who redeems us for the pit and gets us out of there you know Psalm 103 and so um Anyway, so it's just that. Um, he's also the God that opens prison doors. There's some other lyrics about that. And, you know, and he, and God, you're the one who hands out the keys to get us out of jail. And you, you're moving through the dark. You're a holy wind. Um, and let the cracks of my broken heart just breathe you in. And so it's just really beautiful lyrics that from Ellie Holcomb. She has a bunch of other songs, too. So I'm not sure. This is probably her, 
I don't remember how many albums she has. Maybe this is the fifth one, I think. Yeah. But uh, really spectacular music that just really will refresh your soul, especially if you've had a little bit of pain. So I'm, you, you have a little clip for us, maybe? Yeah, a little snippet hey. of hearing what Ellie's voice sounds like, Ellie Holcomb. some grit and soul in that voice. Absolutely. Yeah, she's got that kind of, yeah, that that definitely grit and yeah. soul. I love your uh, description of the song. That yeah. was very moving. I know you're speaking her lyrics, but you did a beautiful job of mm. taking us somewhere with that. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, she did all the work. I mean, you know, it's just the there's beauty and art in music, and I mean, music has that way of just you know, changing your mood. I mean, there's a lot of power in just, um, in music and, um, I mean, and it's stuff that you can remember too, because I've, uh, um, you know, like a good neighbor, you know, you guys will finish the lyric, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and without even thinking of it or pop, plop, fizz, fizz, if you're old enough, you'll remember what that is. And, um, oh, so I wish I were, uh, Oscar Meyer Wiener. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I truly like to be. <laughs> So Mark Seniors is my guest. He's the chair of communications here at the University of Northwestern, and he's really a culture connoisseur. That's why I like finding out what you're listening to, what music you like, what food you like, what movies you like going to. So we're going to continue to talk a little bit about music because this is very interesting. What else do you have that you really are excited about or you like? Yeah, so there's a um, bunch of new um, music out. There's a band called The Grey Havens that has a new record out that's basically all about, um, kind of inspired by C.S. Lewis and uh, his writings, his autobiography, um, and also from the book Surprised by Joy. Mm-hmm. And so some really cool songs about, you know, they take a song where... Uh, uh, the, the first time that C.S. Lewis went to Oxford, he was like, this is, you know, he arrives on the train, he gets off the train, starts walking, and like, wow, I'm kind of really underwhelmed by Oxford. <laughs> this is really, I thought it was supposed to be some, you know, like, cool place or whatever. And that's when he began to realize, as he kind of looked around, he turned around, he was walking down the, he was walking the wrong way. He was walking away <laughs> from the city instead of into it. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it was only till he turned around that he saw the beauty of the city. And so, you know, and then just, so the Greyhavens kind of take that image and, um, you know, you're walking down a one, you know, rocking, uh, anyway, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but just that turn you yeah. make when you're walking the, uh, you're walking the wrong way down a two way street. So, and, uh, and so really good music from, from them. Um, there's another kind of a pop hip hop kid named, uh, Peabod out of Seattle. And so he's just started making some music a few years ago, really fun lyrics, some things that he sings, uh, with his, um, with his wife. There's a song called prodigal and it's really just takes the story of the prodigal, um, 
uh, son, you know, that there's, uh, but it also takes it from both kids there that, you know, both one runs away, obviously, and one's there, but just the bitter hearts um, in, in both ways. And so just the, the sin that's on both sides of that story. Um, and so it's just really cool. Um, but, you know, we always want to, you know, go home. We need to turn and go home to to our Lord. So there's that repentance that, that comes with that. Um, so there's another um, another. Uh, kind of a hip hop, but you know, very melodic. So it's not, you know, what you might think of that be. It's a, a kid named Halvey, and uh, he's on Reach Records, which would be with Lecrae and mm-hmm. um, and Andy Minio. And so he's another really powerful songwriter. Just released a song called Reasons that is really just about anxiety and that. You know, in this day, there's there's a lot of people that are really having suffering with mental illness and you know having mental troubles, and you know that there. But there is a greater purpose in this world that where you can have hope, and that there are reasons to live, and you know where you can you know have new life and who Jesus is, and uh, so just a really song, uh, really cool song that's uh, with Lecrae and this other singer named Circina. Um, mm. So there's just a lot of really cool music that um, that you can you know find um, if you go to new release today. It's like if you want to find some other new music that's out there, then that's a good sort of resource. Yeah, and yeah. then there was a song that was kind of funny. Uh, oh uh, yes, um, was... <laughs> Ellie Holcomb's husband Drew Holcomb. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> kind of had this. You know, it's like we've all been cooped up. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we are just tired of being in our homes. And please, if at all possible, he, he wrote the song. Just I need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got thirty seconds of that. Let's yeah. hear that, Drew Holcomb. Still stuck in this house with a mind full of doubts Tired of staring out the window Eating too much, drinking too much Tired of watching the grass grow Channel 2, Channel 3, back to Channel 2 I watched everything in my queue So put me on a train, I don't care where it's going Fly me on a plane, maybe out to Wyoming Need an RV, no plans, just you and me I need to go somewhere <laughs> So good That is funny Yes. Um, yeah, at the end of the song, uh, put me on a train. I don't care where it's going. Fly me on a plane, maybe down to New Orleans. Help me find a Cadillac. I'm Jack Kerouac, riding a bike like Dick Van Dyke. Hyperdrive to Alderaan like Han Solo. I don't even care, just anywhere the wind blows. Helicopter, moped, golf cart, minivan, skateboard, cruise ship, submarine, DeLorean. On a horse, in a Porsche, on a boat with T-Pain. Swing like a mermaid, maybe all the way to Spain. I just need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really funny little ditty. That's um, funny. But he's a yeah, great. He's a Christian guy yep. and putting out great music has been kind of more of that Americana kind of just kind of gritty, you know, kind of rock type stuff and uh I, I think he was a former like intervarsity or um Campus Crusade guy or yeah. Youth for Christ or one of those leaders from one of those parachurch ministries and then it's like really wanted to make um you know great music and um, and that's what he's been doing. Some really beautiful songs that he sings with his wife as well. And if you get a chance to see him in concert, he's a hoot. So. Nice. Mark Senius Drew is, Holcomb. Drew Holcomb. Mark Senius is talking about uh, culture, arts. I think this is a fascinating... Uh, I'm not a movie guy, so what, what about movies? There's a couple of things that that I... Well, last night I watched uh, The Summer of Soul, and it is 
this snapshot of life from 1969. So it's you know the same same summer of Woodstock, the same summer of of they you know landing on the moon. There was this. Uh, Harlem cult- Cultural Festival that was set in Harlem, and this guy put on this concert. So it was like the series of weekends that were, I think, you know, like kind of June and July. It's this summer concert series, and so they filmed this thing, like all summer long, and and then the tapes just went into the basement, and they were undiscovered for fifty years. <laughs> wow, <laughs> fifty years! Oh, what a gold mine! It's it, and so, well, there's a line in the in the show it's like it's this rose coming up from out of the cement <laughs> and i mean it is unbelievable so you have 19 year old stevie wonder singing you've got the fifth dimension you know before it became you know before billy davis jr mm-hmm. and and marilyn McCoo. and then you have uh, the gladys knight and the pips and she's like 12 or whatever she is <laughs> i mean i mean it's just amazing you know and then you have all the just the the costumes alone and they you know just a really long section on just gospel music. Unbelievable. Um, and so you have Mahalia Jackson, you know, a couple of years before she died, and then a young Mavis Staples. Um, they sing um, Precious Lord Take My Hand, wow. which um, along, which is, you know, the song that, or the song that Martin Luther King wanted mm-hmm. to say. It was the last thing he said right before he was shot. And and killed and so they sing this song and it's the two of them and so Mah- Mahalia Jackson was not feeling particularly well it was you know hot and she just yeah and so she just turns you know over you could see that that scene where she just you got to help me with this and so Mavis Staples just sort of takes over and then the two of them sing together and it is just it's it's yeah I mean there's goosebumps it's just this just here's this moment in the middle of Harlem just where they're just praising the Lord, right? And it is powerful. And they've got some, you know, other concert footage and things. So, like, you know, Sly and the Family Stone are in it. And, and so, you know, and you see this collision of, of where music was maybe in the 50s and 60s and, the you know, the artists that are all in the suits and then you have Sly Stallone, you know. But it's <laughs> like B.B. King is in this thing. And you just have all these – I mean, it's just a who's who and of um, – uh, yeah, just I mean, so much. Um, Hugh Masekela with wow. you know grazing in the grass is playing, and so and it's just a spectacular um, concert footage. One of the most amazing concert films I've ever seen, and it's just interspersed with some interviews, and you have people that were you know seventeen or even six you know, years old uh, at this concert, and. Now they're getting to watch this footage where it's like, I, wow. I didn't, I don't remember. I mean, it's yeah. like, I remember this because it was so amazing. And anyway, so that's, that was last night and I was blown away. Uh, just, it was, that's just a treasure. We have all these musical artists um, no that are there. Um, the other movie, I think that was a little bit more gut wrenching than that, which is, it's a, a hidden life. Let's talk about that and, after the break. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I might even skip my rifleman rerun tonight and watch what you're talking about oh, that's it is amazing and i yeah. haven't seen the other thing on hulu i'd really like to see is um three two one and it's uh paul mccartney just working through his songs and kind of the creative process i think and i, I haven't really read the liner note but it's basically that they just kind of break down All some right. of their songs but. mark senius is my guest director of communications right here at the university of northwestern we're talking movies food music and loving it we'll be right back
So glad to have my friend Mark Senius in studio, director, uh, director of communications here at the University of Northwestern. And 20 years he's in the radio business, as if you couldn't tell. And he is a culture connoisseur. And we're just catching up on music, movies, and food. And yeah. right before the break, you talked about the, a movie called The Hidden Life. Say more. Yeah, A Hidden Life is, uh, came out in 2019 and uh, just an absolute epic beautifully made movie um, about this uh, Austrian farmer um, who basically refuses to join the Nazi army. So Mm -hmm. devout Catholic and, um, but just, I need to serve the, I need to serve the Lord, right? I need to obey the Lord. I can't join this army. I don't believe in what's, what's happening here. And so, and it's just that tension of, you know, him just being forced, you know, to, to do it. And then, you know, kind of going to the church and the church, you know, kind of acquiescing and it's like, well, you need to, you know, and I mean, it just, you know, kind of this mamby pamby, you know, like not willing to take a stand because they're trying to protect their, you know, their parish or whatever. Um, so yeah, just really, really a very interesting story about this, you know, this, this man, I can't, you know, I must obey God rather than men moment. And it's taken from, uh, I believe the book is George Eliot, uh, wrote this book, um, uh, about this whole thing. It's a true story. And so, and you just watch it unfold. And so it's just like, you know, it's, here's a guy whose life is hidden in Christ and he's going to follow God and I can't join the Nazi army. And, and then just the, the relationship that he and his wife have as he wrestles with this decision, right. Of whether he should or shouldn't and how it affects their relationship. And then, and I mean, it is, it's, it's not an easy movie to watch. I mean, it's really difficult. Um, cause yeah, I mean, it's, you're rooting for him to, you know, to steadfast, but you know that it's, it's, you know, it's just Nazi Germany. And so, um, but just beautifully photographed, really the performances in it are unbelievable. And uh, it's long, it's a three hour movie, but uh, absolutely beautiful. And at the end, I mean, it's probably one of the more beautiful you know, it's not a Christian movie, but it's a it's a Christian movie, and it's not made by a Christian guy. It's Terrence Malick, who's done um, a bunch of other films too, but doesn't make very many movies. But when he does, it generally he did Tree of Life, which has this really cool um, beginning of the movie where it's like what it would creation look like, and you know how would that be? And it's just this fifteen minute thing on how the creation of the world and it's and it's yeah it's just like yes this is it it's not just you know it's not you know you know how the worlds were made like in the warner brother cartoons bugs bunny (laughs) you know the brush would just be there and be like you know and it's not that i mean it was just this you know this you know in the beginning was you know it's just really this really cool uh depiction of what it might look like um anyway but uh that's terrence malick and so the movie is a hidden life and uh, one of them, yeah, it's just a really great movie uh, about would you have the fortitude, you know, to to stand for Christ and not, um, you know, bend to the culture, you know, so it saves your life. It's like, you know, is he worth dying for? And is Christ worth dying for? And, yeah, you can watch the movie. Mm-hmm. He is, by the way, worth dying for. Indeed but, if you, you know, it's like I would hope that for me, that if I have, if I faced that situation, you know, if there's a gun to my head, do you believe in Jesus or not? That I would say, I believe in Christ. Right. And that would be the last thing that would happen. Yeah. And yeah. then good night. But then it's, you know, on this place, but then it's, you know, to be able to reckon upon the smile of who Christ is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Face-to-face. Yeah. Well, I saved my personal favorite for last, and that would be uh, food and fellowship. Now, are you in like a supper club? Yeah. So with a bunch of people? my mom, uh, when I was growing up, was really very about hospitality and very gracious um, and really loved the, the beauty of what you can bring to hospitality and the joy that you have when you gather others. And so they would have these supper clubs every you know few weeks. And so um, people would come over and each person would bring uh, a part of a dish. So whether it's an appetizer or side or salad or dessert or whatever. But the, we, the host um, would make the, the main entree. And so about, I want to say... 17 years ago, I don't know, maybe longer than that, 20 years ago, um, we got together with some friends and say, hey, what, what if we did this? Kind of carry on my mom's tradition, and we had a supper club. And so we've been meeting kind of once a quarter. So we had kids, and we had ba- we would bring babysitters. It was not, <laughs> you know, it but it was five couples, and so um, we would meet. And, you know, the conversation would always be rooted in who Christ is and, you know, how and just this encouragement of one another, um, loving one another in this meal. Um, and we would, you know, make some pretty nice Pretty nice meals. And so we, you know, wanted to make it a little more gourmet and try to, you know, improve our cooking skills. And so it wasn't just like peanut butter, sandwich, jelly sandwiches, you bring a banana. You know, <laughs> it wasn't quite like that. But it was, um, and, and, you know, so it was, you would have like a Italian night and so, um, or Thai food night or something like that. And then we would kind of build from there. And then every now and then it would start to escalate, right? Because we had one guy, we it was, we had, it was Spanish, you know, the, the Basque food from Spain, um, the Basque region of Spain. And so he flew in black cod from Alaska and, you know, and so we, Boy, that we, sounds good. Oh, it was delicious. It was amazing. Um, and then, so then we were like, okay, we're just going to simmer down a little bit. <laughs> you, know, you just dropped it, you know, way more money than I want to spend on some, on some fish. But, you know, we've had some, uh, I remember nachos as big as your head, right? Where it's this big plate of nachos. A friend of you know, guy made, uh, pork, smoked pork, and then put the smoked pork and then several different kinds of cheese and chipotle peppers and Yum. so it was just that um i remember blueberry soup in a chilled glass you wouldn't think that would be very good but it's delicious and um a um a, a mush a shiitake mushroom cheeseburger um but the cheese was brie and then you put that on sourdough bread and, and eat that and you oh my yeah gosh, i would was, eat that it was so good <laughs> you don't have and, to say and eat that right. part That's one of obvious. my one of my favorites was we had a um kind of a south american sort of colombian uh evening and so we made so one of the one of the families made arepas and which is just a little cornmeal sort of pocket hot pocket yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really really good it's made out of cornmeal and very delicious and also um we put we made grouper and went over to a seafood shop and got grouper and there's this uh, really cool sort of south american latin american um spice it's called achiote makes things really red and there's just this really cool flavor it's not spicy it's just you know, really great flavor. Put a little bit of jalapeno in there and mix it with some butter. Butter! Just everything makes butter. Everything. Just Julia Child is just like, butter! Just like, oh, butter. Everything makes things, you know. Just, it's just meat and butter. Yeah, yeah I love um, it. And so 
Um, but we made that, and, you, and we fried some bananas, and you put the oh. the fish on the bananas with the achiote, and it was this achiote sauce. It was mind blowingly good. I'm so glad um, I learned how to say achiote today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's a what's a White House steak dinner? So that was so after I think that was in twenty might have been after I'm not sure if that was that I can't remember if it was when like after Obama was elected or Donald Trump I really don't remember but it was just like hey it was like inauguration time so it was January and so like let's let's do a White House steak dinner and so or White House state dinner. And so we kind of copied a menu that you know from the White House and kind of did our own thing. Yeah. So, coffee crusted tenderloin—that's the White House yeah. state Mark, dinner. Boy, yeah. Mark, nice timing. You got all of us starving right now. Yeah. Marcus Samuelson is—it's his recipe. So okay. Twin Cities. Yeah. So um, I can't wait to end yeah. the show and go eat. Oh, you know when you're hungry, there's nothing like the great taste of food, and it's a wonderful thing that what brings God glory is edible. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Seniors, thank you so much, my friend. Nice to have you in studio. Yeah, That's pleasure. all the show we have for today. Thanks to all my guests who really made it a wonderful show. If you missed any of it, you can always head to MyFaithRadio.com, the afternoon with Bill Show Page. As you lay your head on the pillow, know that God's working out his great plan in your life, and he loves you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.